What's up, soccer fans? Mike Guyami, Sons of a Pitch, an American Soccer Podcast, episode 200. Yes, you heard it right, episode 200 tonight. Man, has it been a long run and uh, feels good to hit that number 200 tonight and glad to have you here with me as we talk all things MLS soccer and more. Tonight on tonight's episode, we're going to recap all of the week eight action. We'll talk a little bit about week nine, which is actually underway right now already on Tuesday night. Uh, and we're going to talk some Euro 2020s, some Copa America, as well as some news and notes. So hang tight for that. Uh, glad to have you all here. Again, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on that notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome American soccer content. We'll be live coming up tomorrow twice for Portugal and France on uh, the Euro 2020s. And then as well, tomorrow night, we'll be doing an MLS game for Nashville SC of, against Toronto FC. Should be lots of fun soccer action tomorrow night, so make sure you join us for that one. We've got Jose Gonzalez on, Daniel Young, HJU Rodriguez. Mom is on as well. How you doing, Mom? Thanks for coming on. And uh, All right, so let's get right into it here. We've got lots of games to talk about from last week, starting out on Friday night, uh, the 18th. New York Red Bulls and Nashville SC and the Red Bulls kind of came in and uh, and gave everybody a surprise. A lot of people expecting Nashville to get the victory in this one, and uh, they end up losing to New York 2-0. Fabio Gomez Neto with a goal for New York in the 37th minute, and then Kyle Duncan in the 56th minute to uh, to kind of upset Nashville right now. And Nashville, man, it, they went on that unbeaten streak to begin the season. And a lot of people, you just don't know what you're going to get from Nashville. Most of the time, they're going to win or tie, but you just don't know. They're just not quite at that level where you expect them to be just yet. I think that team has a lot more talent, and they're just not quite there yet. Now, uh, New York, on the other hand, that is a work in progress. I mean, I think for the Red Bulls, everybody is probably thinking, hey, if they make the playoffs this year, it's a good year, uh, and, and that's kind of the expectation. So in this one, a surprising victory there for the Red Bulls. They do get it done. The stats in this one, fairly even matchup from what I had watched with the uh, with the game. And uh, looking at the possession, total possession in this one was 58% for New York, 41% for Nashville. Total shots, 13 for New York, 8 for Nashville. Then shots on goal was your biggest difference. That is 6-1 to one New York Red Bulls. So they had it kind of owned that, those important pieces of it there. All right. Look at this. Brother BKL, yo, Mike, and SOP fam. Let's talk about it. Also, Mike, you in number four pick of NBA draft lottery. Really? For the uh for the uh the Raptors, did they actually get a uh get a good pick? That's surprising. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Isaiah Paskitz is on as well. What's up, Mike? DSO will be coming with news about NYCFC. Nice. I actually got something sent to me by Brother BKL a few minutes ago, and I just haven't looked at it yet on my phone, but I will definitely do that here shortly. And Mike Jall. How's it going, man? Hey, I need a Parky 100 lay to make. You know what? I totally forgot to put the parlay in, didn't I? In the uh, in the All Star video. All right, so I will uh, I will put my head to the sand later and uh, put a comment on that video for you, or maybe we'll just include it in the uh, regular episode for everybody who hangs on all the way till the end. 
All right. And there's Tio Luis on Facebook with that beautiful new Chicago Fire logo. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And, uh, you know, Mike, getting the laugh there. You know what? It's because my pager went off for work. That's what it was. It screwed me up completely, and it screwed up my video. So there you go. All right. And you called it out with the beeper there. You're like, what? Is that a beeper? My God. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We're back in 1983 and uh, at my company. All right, so anyways, New York and Nashville. New York gets it done over Nashville in a surprise of the evening. Now, for the second uh, game of the night on Friday night was RSL versus Vancouver. Expected Real Salt Lake to get it done against Vancouver, which is just struggling, 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 struggling. I don't understand what it is. How in God's name is Mark DeSanto still the coach of the Vancouver Whitecaps? Can anybody answer me that question? I can't seem to figure it out. I like Mark DeSantos. I think he's a good coach. I think he did well in his USL days. Um, I think he did well with the Ottawa Fury. I thought he was a good coach. But, dude, he's been in charge of Vancouver Whitecaps for how long now? And he just can't seem to turn the corner. And Kathy's on as well. Hey, Mike, sorry for coming late. No worries. Glad to see you, Kathy. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me how this guy continues to have a job when all he does is lose. This team has not made the playoffs since he's been in. Uh, this team has looked like complete trash at times. And Johan Torrealba is on as well. What's up, Johan? And, uh Man, I just don't understand it. Brian White, the new pickup, gets a goal in the 54th minute for Vancouver. But uh, in the 43rd minute, Demir Krylak for Salt Lake. Then Holt in the 90 plus 2 and Krylak 90 plus 5. So a couple goals at the end for Salt Lake to uh, to put it through. But uh, Isaiah, I'm right there with you, man. How are the Whitecaps still a team? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, that team's made the playoffs a couple times. They've, they've gotten into the first round of the playoffs. They've lost. There's no... And, and, and the best part is, is this, th this is the team who owns the best, the biggest sell transfer in MLS history. Although the dollar figure might've been close with Miguel Almiron and a couple other players, but they, they grew Alfonso Davies as a homegrown player and sent him to Bayern Munich for Christ's sake. How is this team that bad? Consistently that bad. It does not make any sense. Uh, but they continue to plug along, and I get for the Canadian teams. I do understand the whole. We don't have the, we don't have the, the home games. They're playing on the road constantly, even though they have their base camps. I get that. That I will give the Canadian teams a little bit of slack for that, a little bit, but not much. Um, you know, I, I just I can't I can't seem to grasp it. But RSL gets the victory at home. Vancouver technically at their pseudo home, but uh, Demir Krylak, man, that guy just scores and uh, he just continues to score a hell of a player. Well, a very, very good player. Uh, so RSL gets it done there. Now moving into Saturday before we do that, Kathy says, hi everyone. And plus, how was your weekend? And hope you had, hope you enjoy your father days. Kathy, thank you for that. Happy father's day in those comments earlier. And as well, I hope all of the dads out there had a wonderful father's day. I had an amazing father's day, got to relax, got to sleep in. I actually slept till 11 o'clock in the morning. Can you believe it? it that hasn't happened since I was in college. Uh, it, it was beautiful. I got to relax. I got some yard work done. It was a great, great day. And thank you to my beautiful wife, Allison, for making that such a special day and my mom for making it such a special day for me. And I hope that all you guys out there that are dads got to enjoy the same thing. All right, Cincinnati and Colorado. Colorado gets the victory over FC Cincinnati. 2 nothing. Diego Rubio and Jonathan Lewis, the goal scorers there. And my God, 
another team that just can't seem to get out of the doldrums of, of, of losing FC Cincinnati. I mean, this team, they got a victory. Finally, they get a victory. You're thinking it's going to turn the tides a little bit. They get into a new stadium. I think that's going to turn the tides a little bit. They can't win this team. They decided that they will not pick up the option of Jurgen Locadia from Brighton, Hoven Albion, which is a good move. He's been here. He's been part of the crappy culture. They need to move him on. They need to uh, They need to just start fresh because this entire team, the, the culture around that team is negative. It's bad. It's losing. So, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand how some of these teams are so bad and consistently bad, especially when everybody argues when you say, oh, pro-rel or get rid of the salary cap. Everyone argues, well, what about these teams? You know, there's parity in MLS. That's what we like in MLS. There's parity, so we're going to all be good, right? Well, Cincinnati, Vancouver, when they play Chicago right now, Toronto, when they play, it's trash. They can't win. They're horrible. So I, I don't understand why, uh, you know, w- what's going on in Cincinnati, especially since they've spent, they've started to spend the money. They've started to bring in some pieces and uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's just not pretty. It's just not pretty. And there you go. Isaiah says uh, FC since he's showing Miami the way in MLS. There you go. There you go. Now. Yeah. Cincinnati starting to spend some money now like Miami, Miami was spending the money and they still suck, but they've only had one year. Cincinnati's been in for a few now. And they've even built their new stadium, and it's just uh, it's just not pretty. So Colorado gets the victory on the road over Cincinnati, doing what they're supposed to do. Now the Columbus crew and the Chicago Fire. Columbus wins 2-0. Zardes with a brace in this one. What do you expect from Jossie Zardes? Again, the man just continues to score. Uh, scores goals for, for Columbus. That team is, is picking up its pace again. They're not quite at the bottom um, and losing as much as they were in the beginning. Uh, and there, Teal already chimes in there. Wiki out. Amen. Amen, Teal. I'm right there with you. And uh, Brother BKL says, that's what I'm saying. Since he are nobody and never do the right thing when they don't do defense, including salaries, salaries, seriously shaking my head. You know, the, they can't seem to figure it out, Cincinnati. And, and, and the same with Chicago Fire. I mean, this is a team who's been consistently bad. The only glimmer of hope that Chicago had was back in 2017 when – they were one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and then finished in that third spot and ended up losing that uh, that playoff game to the six-seeded New York Red Bulls uh, in that wild card round that they had then. Uh, very disappointing from the Chicago Fire. Again, the brightest news is the crest, and we'll, we'll talk about that as you can see here on the screen. Tio over there on Facebook, he's got his profile picture with that crest. They finally got it right. I mean, the fans were screaming, do not mess up that badge. We have one of the best badges in the business. Don't mess it up. And honestly, they did the right thing by pulling back that other one and uh, added this uh, this new crest, which looks fantastic. I think it looks great. Um, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, it's really nice. It brings the old Chicago fire. It mixes in with what the red stars are doing because they're the most successful soccer franchise in Chicago right now. And that's on the field and off the field, by the way. Um, and so it really mixes in the Chicago flag colors and it's just a good mixture of everything. And they did listen to what the fans had to say because the fans did have a lot to say about that horrible, horrible crest that they put out with the crowns and all that crap. And uh, they, they really did a great job. And there you go, Isaiah agrees. Uh, it is phenomenal. Very good, very good. And uh, Kathy says, plus, nice wallpaper in the background. Enjoy it, Kathy, because there will not be any wallpaper in the background next uh, the next few weeks because I will be on vacation. I'm going to be out. So, uh, guys, if you don't see me at my normal times, don't worry about it. I'll be back shortly. Going on vacation for three weeks. We're going to be in the middle of nowhere up in the north 
the North, uh, central and North states in the USA, in Montana, in North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. We're going to be all over the place there, Wyoming. So if the internet signal isn't very good, don't worry about it. I will be back in a few weeks. If I'm a little bit late, I might have to just record my podcast episodes and upload. That way, when I do find some good Wi-Fi, they may be late, all that kind of stuff. But y'all at least understand that's how it goes. But I will do my best to get everything out on time. Um, And there you go. Uh, Brother BKL says, Chicago Fire logo looks great, and it looks the same as the hometown and Chicago Cubs. It does. It does look really good. And Kathy, you did miss it in the beginning. We Will, I will be live tomorrow for Portugal against France at, uh, I believe it is 2 p.m. Central Time. And then also tomorrow I will be doing Nashville SC against Toronto FC tomorrow night. So two lives tomorrow for Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast before I say farewell for at least a while. Uh, and, and it'll just be based off of what type of internet signal I have going forward uh, in all those states. So I'm excited about that vacation and uh, we'll be on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to get a hold of me. Uh, we'll be rolling. But there you go. Columbus gets the victory 2 nothing. And on the podcast side during the sponsor break, John Donovan will uh, recap the Chicago Fire game in more detail than, uh, than I did. So make sure you download that regular podcast episode off of however you get your podcast and listen to that one. All right, moving down the list, New York City against the New England Revolution. This was a barn burner. Man, what a great game this one was. Uh, a great, great game. Three to two, New England gets the... Uh... <laughs> Isaiah, there you go. We thought the Illuminati kidnapped Bench Kings and made conspiracy theories in the Discord. You know, it was funny. I was wondering where those guys were. They haven't been around for a while. I'm like, where the hell did they go? Now, now we know. Now we know. Uh, New England Revolution... Get the victory, 3-2 to two over New York City. A great, great game. Gustavo Bow in the 27th minute. Tiago uh, Andrade, the uh, the new signing, gets a goal in the 55th minute. Bell in the 78th. Shradi in Tajuri Shradi in the 85th. And then good old Tommy Mack. McNamara gets the goal in the 88th minute to put uh, – to put <laughs> – put New England over New York City. How fitting, right? Tommy Mack, uh, being a guy who played for New York City, uh, and still, when I see him, I think New York City. I don't think any of the other clubs he's played for uh, to be able to put them over the top like that and get the victory. The game was at Red Bull Arena. Unfortunately, not very uh, not very good. I'm not very happy about that, just like I know a lot of the, uh, the other fans there. The New York City fans are not very happy about that. Uh, so uh, they do get a great victory. New England is the class of the Eastern Conference with Orlando City, which as HJU Rodriguez, how you doing spots out, says Orlando City is winning over San Jose 3-0. I did see that. They are in a weather delay there in Orlando. Uh, speaking of weather, what a nightmare. We almost had a, we had a tornado about uh, six miles from our house yesterday, and uh, that was a rough one. But uh, that was fun. That was fun. And then I had to work storm after that. But uh, anyways, HJU, good point there. Orlando handling business at uh, against San Jose. My picks look good for that game, except for the over-under. I did have under because Orlando's defense has been pretty good, except for against TFC, which we'll talk about next. Um, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. And there you go. Isaiah says, move to MetLife. I think MetLife's a little too big. I would. Uh, I, I, they've got to build their own stadium. They have. They have to do it. This is City Football Group. This is a. You're supposed to be one of the the top teams in the league, the top markets in the league. Act like it. 
get out of Yankee Stadium, build a stadium. I know they're doing everything they can to make it happen within the five boroughs. Uh, you know, and hopefully, hopefully it will get done shortly. I know uh, I was to speaking there with DSO over the comments, and he was saying that uh, it sounds like the Bronx board or the New York City board or whatever it is is, uh, is looking uh, close to getting some type of deal done for a stadium. Uh, so that is very exciting. But a good victory there from New England. They continue to be the top of the Eastern Conference with Orlando. As Isaiah says, Orlando participating in the Jeffrey Dahmer Challenge tonight. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'm confused, man. You got to enlighten me there. All right. So moving along to Toronto FC against Orlando City. And the Toronto FC nightmare continues. They lose to Orlando 3-2. to Tesho Akindeli scores in the first minute. In the eighth minute, Nani gets a, gets in on the action. Then all of a sudden, Toronto wakes up. They start fighting. They get back into the game and tie it 2-2. They play a decent game for another 30, 40 minutes. Oh, there you go. Orlando eating San Jose alive. Yeah, 3-0 in 40 minutes. There you go. I get it. I get it. Gotcha now. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, Toronto 2-2. Then a horrible, horrible giveaway out of the back, and they lose 3-2. To Orlando. Now look, Orlando is a much better team, much better team than uh, than Toronto, especially right now. Uh, Toronto FC has bigger problems. Toronto FC, it's not necessarily the players that they have on the field or lack thereof because of a either having Josie Altador off because of personal issues and and infighting and all that business and him training by himself by himself. Um, and again, Ali Curtis. As soon as they hired Ali Curtis, I knew it was going to be a shit show in Toronto. Um, I was not happy about that. And, uh, you know, Isaiah says, how long until they turn on Armas? That, that's the problem. It's Armas and Ali Curtis that are the problem. Now, I understand they've only had a short amount of time, and they really haven't had a chance to put their team together on the field. Um, so if you're going to – you can't come into a situation like Toronto where you're a piece or two away from competing – and then blow it up. So I understand that's kind of the tough position that they're in because that team does not fit Armis's style. It just doesn't fit the high press. It doesn't fit Armis's tenacity and style. So, um, you know, I, I think they either they, they need to figure it out. They either need to get rid of the players and eat it for the rest of the season, not, not, not necessarily tank, but basically just figure out and get rid of players over this season, figure out who you're going to keep, who can fit into that, and work on that for next year with Armas. Or you get rid of them and you bring somebody else in from inside the organization and you do it quickly. So it's it, the time is ticking. I mean, it, it really comes this week. Toronto FC has two matchups this week. They do play Nashville on Wednesday night, and uh, then they play Cincinnati on Saturday. Now, if they lose to Cincinnati, Armas will not last the weekend. Um, and they, they need to get it's it's one of the two. They either got to get rid of them now, or they've got to pull it back and and think about next year. And honestly, um, I I would say pull it back and let it go for next year. I think it can work with Armis. I think he's a good coach. I think he has the right tenacity. However, it's not going to work with this group of players. And and there you go, uh, Isaiah. Losing Vandy was the starting point of things to come. It was. It was. It really was. I, I hate. I hated seeing that uh, he left. Um, unbelievable coach. And now you're seeing it on, in L.A. They 
they're not winning everything, but uh, again, the turnaround there has been spectacular just off of that one change of the coach. So um, Toronto continues to struggle. They do lose, and and the, the the mistakes in the first ten minutes of the game to go down two nothing to Orlando was just horrid. I mean, it was absolutely horrid soccer, and uh, yeah, just you can't have mistakes like that against a decent team. So TFC. It's time to make make your decision. Make your decision on what you want to do for the rest of the year and or for next and uh, and go with it. Now, D.C. and Miami. D.C. gets the victory over Inter-Miami. Two red cards for Inter-Miami in this one. <laughs> Shaw Cross in the 84th and Silva in the 56th minute. Uh, D.C. United gets a penalty kick. Ola Kamara s- slams it home for D.C. to get the victory over Miami. And good luck. God Miami dude what a what it's amazing to me how how there are such bad teams in MLS when the whole thing is oh we have salary cap because of parity oh we want to make all this right because we don't want to get rid of you know we don't want pro rel because it's not fair to the owners and and, and we want to do the slow build what and then you have a team like Miami who breaks the damn rules and and gets five designated players and and trying to spend money left and right and they suck it's just it just doesn't make sense. DC United gets the victory one nothing, and uh, man, um, <laughs> what's the most MLS goals in a game? That's a great question, Mike. Um, I honestly don't know uh, what that record is. It's probably, uh, if I had to guess, it's probably eight or nine from back in the old days. Like uh, you know, it's probably like LA Galaxy over like the Miami Fusion or something in in ninety eight would probably be my guess. But my guess is probably yeah, eight, nine, ten gold. I, I honestly have no idea. We'll have to look that one up. But uh, Brother BKL into Miami with two red cards. They are poop. They are poop, Brother BKL. Absolutely horrid. And uh, I don't know when is that's going to turn around. They they're walking into the same fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach business all the time. Um, and and that's not the answer. The answer is 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 long term sustainability and uh, and and go there. So uh, all right, next game up, Dallas and Minnesota finishes in a one one draw. Uh, Dallas Ricardo Pepe in the sixty eighth minute. God, Pepe is the bomb. Uh, that kid is good. He's going to be really really good. It's a matter of time before he gets sold off as well. Uh, came up through North Texas SC last season or two seasons ago. And a hell of a player. Uh, the new signing for Minnesota, Fragapane, scores in the 36th minute. And possession in this was dead even. Shots were very, very close. Minnesota actually had the bulk of the shots on goal, 8-4. to four. And um, it's it's uh, it was a very, very even game. So the draw fits it very well. Uh, there you go. Isaiah says, bench Matt Tweedy for Chapman. Uh, I mean, I know Matt Tweedy hasn't been playing well, but damn. Um, ugh, Chapman. God bless him. I, I know him well from my days following him with TFC. Um, be careful what you wish for there, Isaiah. And uh, as out coaches Neville has been all season, he's not our main problem, not even close. No, it's it's not. And that's that's what scares me is, you know, you see what they did with the coach last year for Monterey. I forget his name. Uh, but they do the same uh, They do the same deal. If they're, if That's kind of the answer, right? Fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. Well, that's not that's not the problem with Miami. They have they, they've got issues with their with their players and and I think I saw one here um, with uh, oh, where was it? I thought I saw one with um, Iguain's attitude. You know, Iguain to yeah, there you go. Um, you know, the team has bad players. Iguain has a bad attitude. Truth. So there you go. That ah, Diego Alonso. Yes, thank you, Isaiah. 
Um, you know, the answer was not to fire him last year. I don't think, uh, I think they should have kept him, kept, try and build off of that and, uh, give him some time to put his team together. Uh, and there you go. Ryan T. Thank you, sir. May 6, 1998, LA galaxy seven, Colorado Rapids four. There you go. All right. I figured it'd be the galaxy. I figured it'd be 1998, but I couldn't remember exactly when. So thank you for that. Uh, Ryan T much appreciated. T.O. says, Armist to fire. There you go. Rebuild the whole thing. Bring in the uh, <laughs> bring in the guys and, uh, and and get that high press going for the Chicago Fire. Chris Armist would be feeling right at home there. So I agree with that, T.O. There you go. All right. Although you can argue Alonzo lost the locker room midseason, but there were more problems than that. Totally. Yep. That, uh, that, that's the key with these, uh, these expansion teams. They have to have a little bit of sustainability and uh, working together as a team and, and build that team camaraderie and put all that together before you're going to start winning a ton of games. So uh, Dallas, Minnesota, one, one draw another. Speaking of expansion teams, Austin FC opens up Q2 stadium in Austin. What an atmosphere that was unbelievable. Absolutely amazing to see the, the amount of uh, amount of fans in that building. It's so awesome seeing these games now that they're back to full capacity. I love it. I, it makes me so happy that they're back at full capacity, especially for a team like Austin to start their MLS career and home game career with the amount of season ticket deposits and all that kind of stuff really makes me happy to see that. Unfortunately, the game, there wasn't too much action there uh, in, in the game uh, itself. Zero, zero draw between Austin and San Jose. Uh, two teams that just are very, very similar. And uh, they just kind of canceled each other out on the on the night. Uh, very, very similar teams there. You got uh, in Austin and San Jose. Neither one is going to blow the doors off with scoring a ton of goals. Uh, both pretty sound defensively, and uh, and that was it. 50-50 possession, really even game there. The corners fairly even, crosses even, offsides even, duels one even. Uh, just very, very tight game between Austin and San Jose, but a great opening for the new stadium. Absolutely loved it, and uh, really excited that, uh, that that stadium has opened up and cannot wait to watch the game later on in Week 9 of Austin FC versus Columbus crew. That one is going to be good knowing all the background between the owner there pre-court and that uh, some were saying, well, will the, uh, will the Austin uh, team actually be named the Columbus crew? Because they're going to move them down there and all that business. So um, with that being said, let's move along Los Angeles galaxy and Seattle Sounders. This one, Sasha question with the goal in the 21st minute from the penalty spot. And uh, then we've got uh, Seattle with two goals, Yamar Andrade Gomez in the 41st minute and Rui Diaz in the 49th minute. Uh, Yamar Andrade Gomez, dude, that, that guy had a game on that night. A great, great game. Uh, live was fun. Lots of good conversation. And, uh, man, Andrade Gomez with a big game. Seattle continues to prove that they are one of the best, one of the best uh, teams in, in in the league this year, hands down, no question about it. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, Rui Diaz. One side note: uh, Brian Brian sent me a message on Twitter about uh, about <laughs> Rui Diaz, and uh, man, it was funny. In the MLS, I believe it was the power rankings. It just stated how um, you know these uh, that he wasn't called up for Peru, and how how were they not calling him up? I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Copa America in a little bit. 
But uh, how is a team like Peru not calling him up when all, all the man is doing is keeping on scoring goals? Guy just scores every single week. When he doesn't score, it's like, wow, he actually didn't score this week. That's crazy. That's not the way it usually is with strikers. Um, so Rui Diaz gets it done, gets the uh, the game-winning goal for Seattle. They keep rolling, and uh, and that rolls through. Portland and Sporting Kansas City. All right, we've got Aiden on. We've got uh, Jay Jardim on as well. What's up, guys? And uh, what is this? Why did the Chargers copy the Earthquakes Away kit? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, all right, Portland and Sporting Kansas City. This one, a 2-1 victory for Portland. Darren Espria in the 36. Loria at 45 plus one. Jalen Lindsay, the youngster, gets the goal for Sporting Kansas City. And uh, a good result for Portland. They always seem to find a way at home in Providence Park. And uh, if they could just figure out their road form a little bit better, that team would be able to challenge Seattle right now as one of the best teams in the West or to be the best team in the West. However, right now I just have Seattle a bit ahead of Portland uh, because they just can't seem to have that consistency on the road that you get from Seattle where you very rarely see Seattle put in a bad road performance. So, uh, all right, Isaiah lets us know the, uh, the Orlando game is coming back to action. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, hopefully it stays, uh, it stays an Orlando victory there. So Portland gets the victory over Sporting Kansas City. LAFC and Houston 1-1 draw. Cifuentes in the 50th minute for LAFC. Houston with a uh, tying goal from Maxi Yerudi in the 58th minute. This was our live, uh, members only live, that was voted on by uh, by you guys. And uh, there you go, Brother BKL. Rocky is friggin' happy uh, when I saw that game, including his face. Yep, Totally. And uh, so that was our members only live for that one designated player level. It was a lot of fun. Ramon was actually on the stream with us and at the game and in his sons of a pitch soccer t-shirt, which was awesome to see. And uh, we'll have to put some of those out on Twitter during the next few weeks while I'm out on vacation, but uh, you guys can get in on those lives as well. It was real cool. We had, I think Dave Sabinski, uh, Jamie Polney was on. Uh, it was only a few people. On. It was really, really fun to hang out with everybody and really get into some good conversation. And you can join today with our new memberships. $199 for the starter level, $499 for the designated player. You see the perks there on the screen. Lots of perks. Get your name featured in the school. Scroll below me. The loyalty badges, the emojis, the members only live. Start with the $499 designated player. Discounted merchandise and your name in the description. And then for the sports betters, we've got the $999 all-star package where you're going to get all those perks plus a members-only betting advice video with over-under picks and prop picks for each game, including a parlay, uh, which I forgot there, Mike. Haven't forgotten. I'll get that to you for sure. Uh, but, uh, hey, this uh, the props this week, I'm, since there's only since there's 26 games coming up, I'm only putting out a player to score um, because with those odds, it's usually pretty good. You're pretty beneficial to do that bet when you're doing a prop. Uh, so make sure you join today and get in on our members only live. I put a poll out in the middle of the month with four games to choose from. You guys decide which game you want that members only live to be. And then we go from there. So uh, LAFC and Houston, a draw. LAFC just keeps drawing. Houston keeps drawing. But uh, LAFC continues the poor start that they just, they just don't have it this year. They just don't seem to have it. And really interesting move there by, uh, by Bob Bradley by subbing off Carlos Vela in the 64th minute. A very interesting move there. Vela did not seem very happy about it at all. Um, and there you go. Mike Jall says, join the all-star level. There you go, guys. Hit it up. Join today. $9.99 a month. You will win that back 
from bets if you do it properly and you go by my bets and don't bet them all. Don't bet them all like I do because I when you bet them all like that, you even out your chances and they just make a steady profit all the time. Um, if you really want to bank, you just got to pick and choose. Uh, but I like to do them all and just take that consistent profit winning, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week type of deal. So, uh, all right. As Mike says, do it. Join the all-star members. Much appreciated that you are an all-star member there, Mike. Really appreciate that and appreciate the shout outs there too. All right. So uh, Isaiah says LAFC probably won't be a playoff team, especially with Rossi leaving and Rodriguez in Copa America with Uruguay. Yeah. So Brian Rodriguez, that whole mess. I mean, they're, they're wanting to offload him. They moved him out to Almeria in uh, Spain. That went okay. Uh, Rossi, it is he going to go this year? I mean, I thought he was going to go a lot, a lot longer, uh, or a lot longer ago. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to leave in the middle of the season this season. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, if they continue this business, they won't be a playoff team. And hopefully, there's no ri uh, rifts there going with the coach and uh, and his star player. So the uh, last MLS game of the week. Is Atlanta and Philly? Atlanta two, Philly two. A draw. Philly pulls it off with a Jacob Glesnes bomb in stoppage time at ninety plus three. An unbelievable shot. Go watch. Go watch the replay on that one if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, Shabilko with an own goal in the fifty eighth. Walks with the other goal scorer for Atlanta, and then Burke in the eighty fourth minute, and Glesnes in the ninety plus three. A big time comeback there for Philadelphia and. Uh, they uh, Atlanta wasn't able to get their revenge over Philly for that uh, Champions League loss, but a good uh, good result there for Philly on the road, being able to pull a draw off and a draw that really seems like a win when uh, when you pull off with two goals in the last ten minutes of the game. All right, so we are going to head on the podcast side to sponsor break. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast, brought to you by Nice premium Iceland pure spring water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire Update brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here reporting on the... Uh... Chicago Fire in the MLS. I still like to do this, Mike. Um, it's getting kind of uh, hard to keep watching the Chicago Fire, but we're going to make it to the end of the season. Mike, today's game was rough. Um, the Columbus crew are an excellent soccer team. They take advantage of mistakes. They're quick. They're well-coached. They utilize all the best players. Um, pleasure to watch their team. Chicago Fire are still struggling, Mike. They have not. They've scored four goals this season, which um, out of eight games, that's just not acceptable. Uh, they haven't scored a goal, Mike, now. And I've, I think they've scored one goal in six games. So they are struggling. They're just not getting everything together on the team. Today's game, um, it, each area of the team, there was no shots on goal. Uh, there was 14 shots, but none on goal, which is quite incredible um the each area of the field the forward line they started off with offer um as center forward um alceda as left wing and gutierrez on the right wing they didn't get much going it just uh it was not happening they they the midfield 
they had Pineda up there, and I don't think I remember his name being being mentioned in the game. Um, the defense, they put in Carlos Terran, and I thought he played fairly well. Um, the, but the first 45 minutes, uh, or sorry, the first, say, 30 minutes of the game, the fire just weren't in the game. Even Wiki, I listened to his uh, his uh, interview, post-game interview, and he was somewhat embarrassed. The team did not come ready to play after three weeks off. Um, it was 2 nothing by the 37th minute, both goals by Jesse Zardes. One was a, a corner kick that was poorly cleared by Offer, and then the second goal was just classic uh, Calvo. Calvo tried to follow a midfielder, left the field wide open for Entean, who crossed the ball to Zardes, and Shuttleworth didn't have a chance. It, um, you know, it, that left side of the defense, I don't know what Wiki's thinking. Calvo has made mistake after mistake. Him and Navarro on that side is just, it's just not gonna happen for them. Um, I, you know, I kind of expected, Mike, a change in management over the three-week FIFA break. It obviously didn't happen. Um, you have C.J. Brown right in Chicago. Uh, they just started up with the Chicago house. And, I mean, he could make a transfer over very quickly and be well-received by the Chicago fans. And nothing seems to be happening. Uh, they play... Wednesday against Cincinnati, and it's literally the it's a uh, a game for the worst team in the league. Cincinnati has done tar- terrible, as well as the fire. So, Mike, it, there's not a lot of optimism right now. I uh, it's definitely wait till next year. They've they've lost so many games and just have so little going for them. It would take a phenomenal effort for them just to make the playoffs. But we're going to be back again next week. I'll give a little report after the Cincinnati game. I don't know whether it'll make it. And then next week's game, Mike, like doing this. I still, you know, even though the fire is struggling, I know that Chicago would follow the team if, uh, if we had even moderate success out there. Take care, Mike. Have a good day. Thanks for that Chicago fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. So uh, let's move on to the uh, Euros and Copa America. Uh, UEFA Euro 2020 is on right now, as you guys know. Uh, Lots of great games and a lot of boring games as well. I've never seen so many boring games in my life as I have in this tournament. I don't know if it's just the draw of the teams that have been put together or what, but uh, as of right now, we've got that live tomorrow coming up for the uh, Portugal against France matchup right now in that group. You've got France in the number one spot with the four points, Germany and Portugal, both sitting on three and then Hungary with one, uh, this one coming into the final day. It's going to be interesting to see if, uh, how this all plays out, but Portugal kind of in the, uh, in the passenger seat there and waiting, uh, waiting to move forward. But, uh, Germany with that victory, <laughs> There you go. Jay's comment says it all. Says it all. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an uproad uh, uproad hill fight for Portugal. That's for sure. Uh, going over France, which even though that surprising draw against Hungary, it's we'll, we'll see how how they pull it off there and, and how they do. But uh, excited to do that game live tomorrow. And of course, we'll keep you updated on the Germany Hungary and that live table going through it all. But uh, in Euro so far, it's really weird the way they've got it set up with the ranking of the third place teams. 
currently, you've got Czech Republic, Switzerland, Portugal, and Ukraine that would advance to the knockout phase. Based off of that, I'm not really feeling that with the Euros. Uh, I just say get do it with the, where you win the group, you move in, and if it's you just start at the eight, then then do it. Um, there you go, and, and there Isaiah has it. Yep, Portugal in deep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, teams that have already qualified for the next round are Italy. Belgium, Netherlands, England, Wales, Denmark, Austria, Croatia, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Sweden, and France. So those are the teams that have already qualified, and uh, we'll see how it plays out over the next while. But right now there is a matchup in the next round set up that will be Italy against Austria. In the first round, the Italians have looked very, very good in this tournament so far a pair of 3-0 victories, and then a 1-0 victory over Wales with a basically their B team. Uh, so Italy looks good. Then the other matchup that's set is Wales against Denmark. I just have to say that uh, it's most likely going to be Wales going through on that. I can't see Denmark really doing much with uh, with everything that they've gone through through this tournament with uh, with Christian Eriksen, who seems to be doing very well. So I'm glad that he is doing, uh, doing well and... Uh, Hopefully that continues on that way. And who knows about soccer if that'll even continue, but that's not the important part. Um, all right, so England, we did the live for England and Scotland. That game was just, oh my God, it was horrible. That was one of the worst games I've ever watched in my entire life, and I almost just stopped the live halfway through to like the second half and just turned it off because it was that ugly. It was that bad. Um, but I didn't. I stayed through it, and 0-0 draw there. And it turns out that one of the players for Scotland, Gilmore, tested positive for coronavirus and then gave it to some of the other players on the England team or something because they had close contacts or something. The whole thing was crazy. The whole thing. It was just a mess of a game right from the get-go. And then there you go, Jay says, but it was a brutal game. It was brutal. And there, Of all the games you pick, it had to turn out that bad, right? I'm like, oh, England, Scotland, this is going to be good. Rivalry game, right? Like you got, man, the English and the Scots, that's just beautiful. No, no, it was trash. Uh, oh, well, it is what it is. Hopefully the Portugal and France game will be better tomorrow, and hopefully it'll be like a 4-3 Portugal victory. That would be nice. There we go. And, yes, Brother BKL, it, uh, England does win one nothing on today's game. Uh, they did beat uh, Czech Republic. And uh, they're just a very slow pace. That English team doesn't look that uh, that special. So uh, being one of the favorites there, it'll be interesting to see how they do in the knockout rounds, which should be fun to watch. Again, those start on uh, the 26th of June, which is on Saturday. So there's tons of MLS action, tons of UEFA Euro 2020 action. Uh, and there you go. Portugal have looked so dry. Our midfield is killing us. Honestly, Jay, when you, you had pointed out, we were talking uh, during that that last game against Germany, it's the coach and, and wanting to sit back for Portugal. That's the tough part. The, the coach wants that safe approach, even though you guys have such amazing, um, amazing attackers. So, yeah, that uh, hopefully they, they, they give that up and go forward. And uh, England are the Leafs of soccer. So much pressure, and they always buckle. Yep. There, that's. I remember throughout that playoff run on Toronto Sports Insider, uh, everybody was like, "Oh my God, you do soccer? This is like England with soccer." I'm there, it's perfect, perfect analogy. So enough of though the uh, Euros. Uh, now to the other tournament going on, the Copa America. Uh, I've watched about two or three games in this one as I've been going to bed. Uh, Argentina and 
Argentina looked good. Lionel Messi just seems to be holding that team up from the one game that I did watch of, uh, of this, where it was the um, Paraguay versus Argentina game. I flirted with doing it live last night, but watched it later instead. Uh, Copa America, it's starting to get down to the, uh, to the nitty gritty and uh, they start theirs on July 2nd and July 3rd um, where that will be the quarterfinals. Um, and right now in the top of the group in group a, you have Argentina. Uh, second place is Chile, third Paraguay, fourth Uruguay. And then uh, you've got in group B Brazil, is number one with two games played and six points. Colombia is number two. Peru, number three. Venezuela, number four. And Ecuador, number five. Um, interesting, interesting stuff out of uh, Venezuela and why uh, no Jefferson Soteldo from TFC. Um, it's just uh, poor Venezuela's uh, got hurt with that COVID outbreak, so I think they're pretty much done. But uh, Comebol and the Copa America seems like a pretty exciting tournament. Hopefully we'll have a good knockout round. And uh, hopefully we don't end up with an Argentina-Brazil final because that's always the way it seems to go in the Copa America. Uh, well, at least in uh, with the two best teams. So, uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, really don't uh, do not do much of these international guys. And if you guys want more of that, talk to me. You know, I, if, if that's something that you want me to uh, kind of focus and spend more time on or just stick directly with MLS, I usually do just MLS, uh, you know, and, and CONCACAF. I've kind of expanded CONCACAF with Canada soccer as well as, um, you know, Mexico and the Caribbean, CONCACAF League, Champions League, uh, Nations League, all that good stuff. So uh, if you guys want me to chime in on some of the European stuff, let me know. Maybe I can start trying to get that in, but we'll see. Um, all right, some other news and notes around MLS. A, uh, a real cool thing going on with the jerseys from last week for the Juneteenth jersey numbers. Uh, they are doing an auction for those, and uh, looks like you're probably going to be able to snag a, uh, a good deal on some of these because I have a feeling, even though there's a long, the, these things still have two weeks left in the bidding, uh, you can pick up guys like with TFC. They had Noble Akello on the uh on the jersey and it, the game worn and signed for 150 bucks i don't see that going north of 300 bucks and you can probably pick up a good deal for uh, a nice jersey signed and uh, i'm sure it benefits a good cause as well i can't imagine that mls would just put pocket that money i would think they would they would be donating uh you know to the black community which is all always a benefit um all right. Lastly, Junior Flemings. I saw your questions there, Daniel uh, Daniel Young. And uh, look at that. We got Nith IRL on as well. What's up, Nith? How's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Junior Flemings, yeah, for uh, for the Reggae Boys and Jamaica playing in the USL right now. Who is going to pick this guy up in MLS? I mean, he seems like a pretty strong player. Winger, um, right? Exactly, Isaiah. That, that's what I'm saying. But they haven't announced anything there so i i, I want to know what what they plan on doing with that um so then uh where was i that's right all right so uh junior flemings looks like a solid player he's got uh six appearances for the birmingham legion of the usl to, uh in this season and uh he's got a cl club option for a year on his contract um outside of november 30th 2021 so i can see this guy coming in and uh, and doing something in MLS as someone who needs a winger slash striker, 
and uh, you know that that needs something on a budget because I don't see him getting a ton of uh, ton of money. Uh, his transfer market value is four hundred and forty thousand, uh, but so he can definitely help a team in MLS, and hopefully he'll get that chance. Uh, the Jamaicans are getting better. They are. I mean, they've got uh, the young man in the Premier League. I can't remember his name at the moment, but uh, they, they they've got some much better players now and much tougher team. Oh, there you go. Look at this. <laughs> All right. DK denied by Marcinkowski. All right. Three nothing Orlando at the half. Nice. Nice. Good to know. And then Mike says, uh, how much for an MLS team? So are you talking as uh, like an expansion team to buy like the expansion fee or something like that? Cause I believe that's up to God. Is that up to 350 million now or something ridiculous? Um, 250 million, maybe it's something ridiculous now, but, uh, all right. So those, uh, not, not a ton of news and notes around MLS week nine, a heavy, heavy week of action. I mean, we've got <laughs> 26 games coming up this week. They're starting tonight. As Isaiah said, with, uh, with Orlando and San Jose three, nothing right now, Orlando at the half, um, uh, Orlando continuing to do what they do. And uh, they've got games tonight and tomorrow night. Full slate of games tomorrow night. The games that I'm really excited about, New York City and Atlanta. Want to watch that one uh, as well. The Chicago and Cincinnati game. Watch two of the worst teams in soccer play and uh, try and figure it out. Should be interesting as well. And then, of course, I'll be live for Nashville and Toronto. And then you've got uh, some other good matchups as well. Uh, Seattle RSL, Seattle Crush them. And then on the weekend, we've got a ton of matchups on the weekend as well. Another 13 starting on Friday night, Miami against Orlando in their, uh, their Florida Derby. And, uh, then you've got, uh, Kansas city, LAFC, Toronto against Cincinnati, where Chris Armis will play for his job. Uh, just some awesome, awesome games on the schedule for next week as well. Uh, haven't scheduled a live for that weekend because I will be traveling and uh, we'll see how it goes, but excited for all the action this week. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be enjoying that tomorrow night on that live. So make sure you get over on that one, turn on that notification bell when you subscribe and uh, last chance guys too on my bookie, uh, is our uh, last week of the trial. We've got a three week trial of our promo code with SOP 20. And again, so you guys know, head on over to my bookie. If you deposit and use our promo code, they will give you a 50% match. They are the official sports book of Sons of the Pitch, an American soccer podcast. And uh, I've been using them now for almost two years because they're the best odds out there, no doubt about it. And uh, that's why I was I was really surprised when they ended up reaching out to me to do some advertising. I'm like, man, do you, do you guys know that I spend a ton of money there and bet a bun- bunch of money with you guys? Um, so... There you go. My bookie SOP 20 promo code. When you sign up, get that 50% match on your first deposit and uh, bet on some games this weekend. And with that, I'm going to get out of here. So uh, <laughs> there you go. I don't know if Armas will lose his job, says Jay. Yeah, well, I, I think he I, I, he should. But yes, Ali seems to back him pretty hard. Well, it, hopefully management will say Ali and Armas, you got to go if they lose to Cincinnati. That's my take and uh, and move forward. But anyways, I'm out of here with that. We'll talk to you guys soon. And there you go. Mike says, yeah, the odds are great for my bookie. They are fantastic. Best around. Uh, And there you go, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. Well, actually tomorrow afternoon for that Portugal and France game. And then again, we'll be uh, for the game later, Toronto and Nashville at 730 Central. So take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. And...
Peace out.